listening to Glad Tidings. Today, we have Reverend Michael Tan sharing the word. We hope you are inspired by this message. Jesus promised us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added on to you. When God says all these things, He is very specific. He knows you're all these things, and He will grant it to you because we choose to put Jesus first. Amen? Amen. Welcome to the house of God and a blessed 2023. We pray that this will be a year that we are going to experience, to encounter God in ways that we have never experienced before. Can we agree and say an amen to that? We welcome those of you who are back here with us in glad tidings. For those who have been traveling, for those who have been away, and now you are back here. Welcome home. We just want to greet you and wish you. I just, in the morning in the first service, I have a couple who were away from us for a couple of years, and then they came to say, we are back home. We are here with you. So it's so thankful, it's so good to have our family members here. Wherever we go, never forget that this is your home. This is your family. And this is the family that you and I cannot shake off. Uh, This is a family that will be with us through thick and thin, through good times and bad times, that we are going to be together and we are going to also be together in God's heaven in the new Jerusalem. Can we say an amen? So let, let's get used to one another. Let's uh, appreciate one another. We don't have to say, I don't like the kind of dressing, the hairstyle, the look, because that is not you. You know, people can say the same thing about us, you know, about how we dress, how we worship. But uh, this is the uniqueness of the body of Christ, that God has brought the variety in. Uh, comes in different shapes and sizes and colors and hairless and those with full hair and those with lesser hair you know those with more teeth than others is all right because it's just temporary one day we will have a new body everything will be beautiful again amen, amen. hallelujah so good to be back in the house of the lord again and to begin to share the first message uh, uh, of the year You know, you are the second group And uh, like what the pastors know The first group is different from the second group And so sometimes the messages uh, change a little bit Because of the crowd So uh, somehow God has chosen the people to come for 8.30 And God has chosen another group of people to come at 11 So you will see the difference uh, Because it's such a unique so there is no one, uh, one thing that fits all. So we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and begin to hear what God has to say. And it's so important, the beginning of the year, that we are in the house of the Lord first to hear what God has to say. Because the world, the enemy has so much to say. So many negative things to say So much negative things Pessimistic things to say Put fear in us To be anxious To be worried To be depressed But thank God That when we come to the house of the Lord That's why in the Old Testament The the psalmist says People rejoice and dance and, And run to the house of the Lord When we hear 
the Word of God, when we worship together, when we come together. So may I encourage you, even right at the beginning of the year, to come early. Don't come late and don't miss. That is why it says the early bird gets the worms. You know, we are not going to give you worms, but you are going to get uh, anointing. You are going to get come into the presence of God and pray in. So we have, uh, every week we have a group of people praying in various halls to prepare for the service because importantly, the preaching is for response. The Word of God goes out is for response, not people to just hear and just keep and then go back. But it is here for people to respond to the Word of God because at the end of the sermon, we will have to complete the sermon by saying, Lord, what do you want me to do now that I've heard what you say? So we are going to go to the Word of God. And so today, I'm going to start right at the very foundation. We must get our foundation right. Let's read the Word. Can I encourage us even as we honour God and honour His Word? Because God and His Word is one. Let's uh, read from Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. I'm reading from the ESV translation. Together, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it has been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Father, even this morning, we are God's house that God is building. We are God's temple that the Lord resides in and works at purifying, sanctifying, and cleansing us. We pray that we will honour the Lord of our house. It is not us. It is not our family. It is not the world. But it is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings who dwells in our house. May we hear. May we listen carefully. May we understand. And may we choose to walk in obedience to His Word. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Right at the beginning of our year, we want to start off right. Start off with the right foundation. We know that uh, uh, every house is different. Uh, we have different sizes, different designs, different stories. Some are in condos, some in apartments, some are in landed property, and some are in duplexes, some are in different, different kinds of houses. But the most important thing is the foundation because it is the foundation that determines whether a building is strong enough to, 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 to carry on. So even as we start off the year, we have heard of soothsayers. We have heard of doomsday people. We have heard of economists. We have heard in the social network. We have heard of in the social media news that 2023 is going to be a challenging year for the world, not just for our nation, 
We have seen so many things going on since uh, 2020 until, 20, until last year. There were so many changes. So many of us have to readjust, have to reset, have to um, realign ourselves. And we thank God that there's one thing that carried us through is the Lord and His Word. Can we say amen to that? Because that never changed. God and His Word never changes. And that is the solid rock on which we have to build our lives. You know, it's strange that in this life, there are so many opportunities in this life to test the content of our foundation, our house, our life. Anything can test us, whether it is death. Some people, even believers, take death so so badly that they completely are left paralyzed. They cannot move on in their life. Some people, we have accidents happening, tragedies happening, uh, a loss of lives and even broken relationships that cause them to, uh, to, to just stop, to be stuck in where they are. Even financial reversals, we know that many, many businesses have been affected because of what has happened during the pandemic. The cumulative effect of two and a half years and, and many, uh, many of them are in all our services right now and they have to again they have to reset they have to recalibrate they have to redo the things that they do uh, they, they do because they cannot do things the same way again so we are into a new normal and that is also uh, in grief counselling also is a new normal when we lose someone we have to realize that we cannot go back to the old. We have to start afresh. We have to think differently. We have to talk differently. We have to do things differently. So, the word that I have for us for today and this year is we need to expect the unexpected. We need to expect the unanticipated and we need to prepare for sudden change in our lives, in the church in a nation and in wherever that God has positioned us so that we will know that God has already prepared us, that God is in us and with us. That is the power, that is the right of us as children of God. We have God with us and in us to carry us through. And that's why some. 23 is so powerful. The shepherd's psalm where Jesus says, I will be with you even in the valley of deep darkness. Even when you don't know what is coming ahead of us, we are going to be strong. There are three things in this world that we cannot escape and that is the enemy, the devil. He is still trying his best until Jesus comes. And there is the world, the world system, the world's philosophies, the world's tradition, the world's thinking, the world's practices will come against us and challenge our own doctrines, our own beliefs, our own foundation. And then there is the third element that is each one of us. Our old men and our old women will try to rise up and say, maybe I just do this a little bit it will not harm anybody maybe I just uh, uh, try this you know uh, even though we know that the word of God has commanded us to walk away to run away to resist the enemy but yet we choose to do that and so as long as we are in this body as long as we are on this earth we have to expect that there are three 
different forces. Just like in this story, it talks about the rain, the flood, and then the wind. So also in the spirit realm, there are these three elements that will constantly come against us. Let's not be surprised. Let us not be shocked. Why is this happening? Because Jesus has already told us in this world, we will have tribulation. And Jesus has already warned the disciples, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, to pray because temptation is going to come. Temptation is going to come from the enemy. Temptation is going to come from the world. And temptation is going to come from within us. So it is how we hold on and build our house that is so important. We have to prepare. The storm is coming. So how do we prepare for the storm? By getting ready the things that are important, by knowing God, by spending time in, in the Word, by praying, by coming to church, by going to your connect groups, by constantly assembling together. That is how we continue to build our house and build our lives. You know, before I, we came down to PJ almost about 22 years ago, when I used to go to work, most people have three vehicles in their home in Penang. They have a car, they have a motorbike, and they have a bicycle. I had three of them. When I first started, I used a bicycle to work because it is free. No need to go to the petrol station. It is free. You just need to inflate the tire and you can run and run. I have the big bicycle, you know, the, the big bicycle, you know, with a handlebar and between one. I used to, early on when I started, then I had the motorbike uh, and then I had the car. By the end of the day, we still went back to the motorbike in Penang because uh, although Penang uh, does not have the same amount of moto uh, v, uh, cycles in like Vietnam, but in Penang, it is so convenient to go around. So what I do is that I will carry three sets of raincoats on my motorbike. And some people say, is that an overkill? Why so many? Because when it rains, you are on a motorbike, that is the worst vehicle to ride. Because everything gets wet, especially when you're going to work. So I put one raincoat I wear in the front to cover myself. I wear one raincoat behind to cover behind and one is my wife will wear the other raincoat. So we are fully covered. On top of that, my wife will carry an umbrella in her bag, her trusty umbrella. So we are prepared because if you don't prepare for rain, what's going to happen? You are going to be stuck somewhere. Because you cannot say it will not rain because we are staying in Malaysia. Malaysia, it rains anytime and every time. So we have to prepare just like storm. We have to be prepared. Like today, nowadays, when you go through the Federal Highway, your highway, you see when it rains, all the motorcyclists will bunch up under a shelter. Why? Because they don't carry raincoat. They are prepared to be delayed. They are prepared to wait. So in life, we have to realize that Jesus has already warned us, God has already warned us that these are difficult times. These are the end days we are living in. So let's not, let's be very realistic, you know, that this is not our final home. Our final home is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we say an amen? We hope that you are enjoying the message so far. If you would like to know more about our church and get connected, head to our website at gladtidings.my. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the Word. We are not there yet. We are on the way. But on the way, God wants us to build our house right. 
So we have to prepare our raincoats. We have to be strong and be ready to carry on in life. Many things like what I, sh- I shared just now. We are so thankful when I, uh, last week I, I heard from this sister, thank God my son was returned back, came back. You know, they had to negotiate for the son to come back from another country. He was illegally taken. And then he says, after almost more than a year, she had that miracle, that breakthrough. And so she kept on in the Lord, her connect group. The church continued to pray for her, for her son to come back. So what is lost? What is broken? What needs to be revived? What needs to be restored? God can do it when we continue to build our house on the Lord. Can we say an amen to that? There are three things, just like the three coats, just like the wind, just like the the, the, the rain, and just like the flood. There are three things we need to get right in order for us, our foundation to be strong so that you and I can weather any storm that comes in our life. We are, we, are, we are so sad for those who have lost their loved ones because of the COVID, lost their loved one because of uh, accident or because of uh, cancer or sickness or disease. And some are continuing to go for treatment. But this is something that uh, is part and parcel of life. Does it mean that God does not love us? Does it mean that God doesn't care? No, it is part and parcel of living in this broken world. Even Timothy was asked to drink a little bit of wine, you know, for his stomach ailment. I'm not encouraging us to drink wine here. I'm just saying that in those days, wine was used for the stomach, for stomach issues. So here, we, 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 are, we are declaring even pastors and ministers also have to go through the same challenges. We all at the same, we are all the same. I also wear my shoe after I put on my socks just like everybody else. I wear my pants the same like everybody else. We are not different. So we all are same. We all come under the, uh, come under the challenge and the attack of these three elements. So it comes to one and all. There is no uh, God is, uh, and, and life is no respecter of any person. No matter how faithful we are in the Lord, sometimes it just happens to us. But we thank the Lord for those who have recovered, for those who have trusted in the Lord and they realize that through it all, they have found, they have drawn closer to the Lord, that the real anchor in their life, the real rock in their life, the real foundation in their life is truly the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus spoke the word. Jesus says, so Jesus is the living word. And in John, the first chapter, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John, the apostle, was talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus was with God the Father in heaven. Jesus is the living word and the spoken word. And now Jesus has come to confirm the written word. All that was written in the Old Testament and the New Testament all came from the words of Jesus. So what the disciples, the apostles heard when they wrote down all came from what they have heard Jesus shed even after the resurrection, when Jesus was around for 40 days, the, Jesus continued to teach the disciples, teach the apostles, teach the faithful ones, listen to my word. When you listen to my word, you are wise. So the wisdom that is from the Bible, that is biblical, is not a, a matter of 
uh, in, intellect or knowledge. The wisdom that the Bible calls us to be wise is to be spiritually wise, is to be morally wise before God. So the psalmist says, the fool says there is no God. So when we talk about fools, we are not talking about people who don't know anything people who lack the knowledge or people who are uh, unwise. But here we are talking about people who do not know God Himself, who do not draw near to God, who do not listen to the voice of God and do not obey God. So you will recognize them by their fruits. So one of the ways that Jesus recognized His own, recognized you and me, is by our obedience. And sometimes, Obey seems to be so simple, but do you know it is the hardest thing to do, to obey the Lord. And for those who came to the Lord Jesus Christ in dramatic way, you know, like we heard of uh, even uh, Eddie's testimony, is to obey means you will lose out on previously what the world gave you. You will lose out on what your flesh gives you. You will lose out on what the enemy seems to give you and trap you. But I tell you, what you lose out in that way and what you give to the Lord, God will bless you. God will favor you. And like what Emmanuel says, God will give us a double portion of what we have lost. And we realize that what we have lost is nothing compared to what we have gained. And it is a hundredfold, it's a sixtyfold, it's a thirtyfold blessing. That means it is uncountable blessing that God pours into our lives. Can we say amen to that? So in the parable of the two builders here, between the wise and building on... So both of them, the wise and the foolish builders, hear from God. But only one obeyed. And so the one who hears and obeys is the one who is wise in God's eyes. Wise in the eyes of the Lord because this is how we are going to withstand. This is how we are not going to fall. We are not going to break down. We are not going to fail. We are not going to give up because only when we hear and do and obey, even if it costs us, can we begin to withstand, overcome any uh, challenge, any storms that comes into our lives. So Jesus is saying is, either you believe me and obey me, or even you listen to me but don't obey me, then there is a dividing line. Those who believe and obey are on one side, and those who hear and yet do not obey are on the other side. And these are worlds apart. One is destined for the narrow gate, for that life. One is destined for destruction and for an eternity, hell, without the Lord. But it also speaks about, not just eschatologically about the end times, the end days, but it speaks also how we build our lives. And sometimes we are at fault. Sometimes we choose not to listen to God. Sometimes we choose, if we come to choose God and, and come to God like a buffet. I like this, I don't like that in God's word. I like this command, I don't like that command. I like this book, I don't like that book. And some of us avoid certain, certain sentences in, in, in the word of God. And one of the scariest verses in the whole of the Bible is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and verse 23. And this is the word that we don't want to hear. And Jesus says to, I think he was referring 
to the Jews, to the unbelieving Jews, to the religious Jews, to the scribes, to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees. Jesus says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father. And then that will lead to this final, this final parable about the two builders. So they are related. That means if we say Jesus is Lord, 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 Lord is a double emphasis. Huh? We are talking about a double blessing, double portion, double anointing, everything double. But when we say Lord, Lord, but it only comes from our mouth, but our hands don't follow, our legs don't follow, our heart and our will don't follow, then our Lord, Lord is all wasted. Then Jesus says further down in verse 22 and 23, then whatever that you think that you are doing for God, you know, it doesn't matter because Jesus says, I never knew you. How does God know us? is when we build our house on the Word of God, on the Scripture, on the Bible, on His commands. That is it. Even the church in Matthew 28, when Jesus gave the great commission to build, to build the church, to reach nations, to make disciples. And how do we make disciples? Jesus says, and teaching them all that I have commanded, not just some, not just select, but all that I commanded. And Jesus commanded so many things which he spoke to the apostles and disciples and it was written down. And that's why we have the 66 books of the Bible. All that we need to know about God's will. All that we need to know about what pleases God and what is sin and what is right and what is wrong is found in the Word of God. Many times we ask, what is the will of God for my life, for my job, for buying something, for investing in something, even for whether to marry this person or find somebody? Brothers and sisters, let me share with you a simple secret of knowing the will of God. When we open the pages of Scripture and begin to believe begin to hear, begin to allow Scripture to speak to us and begin to do what Scripture asks us to do, we are already doing the will of God. And then only once we do the known will of God, the revealed will of God that is found in the Bible, whether it's electronic or the physical Bible you have right now, then only will God give you specifics. But even if God doesn't give you very specific should I marry this boy or that boy? Should I marry this girl or that girl? Should I buy this house or that house? We will know because when we follow God's principle, when we follow God's law, we will realize that whatever that we do will be in the will of God, will be the center of God's will. So don't chase for the word. Don't chase for prophecy and say, what, do you, what should I do? What should I do? No, go back to the word of God. And that's why Jesus is the word. This is where we, 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 we come to the place of really submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So there is a dividing line. If you say, I am your Lord, if we say He is our Lord, then the very right response for us today is to say, Lord, I will obey you. Yes, Lord, I will listen to you. Yes, Lord, I will follow you. The second point is, other than the first one is Jesus must be the 
foundation. His and His Word. So Jesus and His Word is always one. God and His Word. So God's Word will never contradict God's character, God's attribute. Same thing, God's character, attributes, and all He's doing will never uh, contradict the Word of God. God and His Word is always one. When we obey God, we are obeying His Word. When we obey His Word, we are obeying God. And that is the second test, is obedience. That is the true test of discipleship. True test of true believer, follower of Jesus. Jesus told the disciples when He called them, follow me. To follow Him is not just to physically follow Him because now we cannot physically follow Him. But spiritually and in the Word, we obey Him in everything. We do not argue with God. We do not question God. We do not negotiate with God because when it comes to God and us, who wins? God wins. His Word wins. And everything that people give us, even good advice that we get from our from people, from uh, the world, even from uh, our, our, our family members, we must always put it uh, beside God's Word. And the, the challenge from us is, it's better to obey God than to obey man. So this is the, the key, is obedience. Who do we choose to obey first? That will determine our foundation in life. Is your foundation strong? It depends on who we obey. I know sometimes uh, there is always this, this, uh, this, this joke that always says that uh, husbands uh, always listen to their wife. And many times, can I affirm as a husband, many times my wife is right. <laughs> many times, God speaks through her. And I know that Brother Eddie and Irene have shared before, you know, we thank God for spouses. We thank God if God has given us a spouse. God also will speak to our spouse. You know, we are not alone. God will speak to them. But again, if your spouse tells you something that contradicts the Word of God, who do we listen to? He says we choose to listen to God. But again, there's no excuse for husbands to use the Word of God, says it's better to obey God than to obey man. You know, there's no excuse when it's something simple as where to eat. You, then you go and look for scripture. So, is there any scripture that says where to eat? I don't want to listen to my wife. You know, no. But this is very specific about things that will honour God, that God is asking us to do. So to do is very important. You know, in real estate, some of our members here are involved in real estate, some in property investment. Is the, the key is, in real estate investment, the key is always location, location, location. But in life and in our walk with God, the key is foundation, foundation, foundation. How strong are we in our life when the storms hits us? When everything beats against us, when, he talk, when, when Jesus spoke about the, the, the rain, the flood, and the wind, Jesus was saying is that when everything comes against us, sometimes uh, when something bad happens, uh, it, sometimes it appears to have all had one shot. But we hope it doesn't happen like that in our lives. But sometimes when it happens, how do we stand? How do we weather the storm? If our life is centered on the word. It's centered on, I choose still to obey God. I will not give in to temptation. I will not shortcut. I will not cheat. I will not lie. I will not take bribes. I will not be corrupted. I will not score foul language.
just recently, I just took a break and uh, I parked in the wrong place as my car was clamped. <laughs> so, I, the first reaction, uh, the first reaction our flesh uh, will come in and say, I must scold this person uh, because they never put a proper sign, cannot park there and all these things. But then the, the next thing that came in was suddenly I remembered that my house is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I must find out the reason why first. You know, so I went to investigate in the office. He says, no, 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 it's not us because actually you're not supposed to park there. And so I, I thank God that I did not react. I thank God I did not be angry. Sometimes we speak before we think. Sometimes we engage in our gear and that's where all the problem comes. So it's always good to be slow to speak, to be quick to listen and to be ready always to not, not get angry and to be ready to forgive. And so this is what happens you know, myself. So I just let you know, uh, I also sometimes I go fast in my driving. So I, uh, so I also, uh, so just recently was a clam in the $100 clam, you know, well, just to release the clam. But I, I paid because I'm guilty. I'm Salah. Huh? Even though there was no sign. So this is our reaction. What is, when the storm comes, what do we do? Do we shout? Do we fight? Do we scream? Do we pull hair? Do we blame people? Do we blame the government? Blame our, our spouses? Blame our family? Blame our bosses? But do we just calm down and say, Lord, what is happening? You know, is it me? Did I make a mistake? Sometimes when we make a mistake, the right thing before God is just to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I've done wrong. Especially when we have done it to our spouses. Be quick to forgive. So, the best forgivers is the one that will maintain the best home, the best family, the best marriage. Can we say an amen to that? So, foundation, foundation, foundation. How do we build a strong foundation? Is choose to obey God rather than obey man, rather than obey the world, rather than obey the enemy. And the enemy is going to speak into our ears, going to deceive us. And that is why his name is a de uh, uh, deceiver. He's also going to accuse us. But we are going to say, no, you are no longer my master, but Jesus is my master. And Simon Peter said to Jesus, when many people were leaving Jesus because his words were too hard, they were too costly to obey. They have to give up a lot of things. And Peter, Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. In life's challenges, in all the storms, can we say like the Apostle Peter, Lord, whom shall we go? Who should we listen to but you? Because whatever that Jesus tells us is for our good. It's for the long term. It is for our eternity. It's for sanctification. It's for purification. It's for cleansing. And the last one is love. The first element is putting Christ as your foundation. The second one is even obedience, which is the true test of life. And the last but not the least is love is the greatest virtue of life. How and is love and obedience connected? John 14, 23, 24, Jesus answered him, If you love me, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. 
and my father and I will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. So Jesus is saying something so powerful, something so simple. Many times we say we love Jesus. We cannot say we love Jesus unless we obey Him. To obey Jesus is evidence that you love Jesus. To love Jesus, how do you prove you love God? It's by obeying Him. Sometimes it seems so simple but it can be the hardest thing to do. When you and I choose to walk right with God, to please God, to honour God and say, yes, Lord, it's going to cost me. People are going to ridicule me, make fun of me, but I'm going to choose to follow you. We were doing a funeral for my wife's auntie many, many years ago. And there were many pre-believers that came for the funeral because, and for one, it was the first time and when my wife was singing and worshipping, she was smiling, she was rejoicing because she knows where her auntie has gone to be with the Lord. So a funeral is not just a sad and solemn and, and, and uh, uh, unwanted affair, but it's also a celebration for Christians because we know that our loved ones have gone to be with the Lord. And so this pre-believer came after the service and just told my wife, why you smile so much? Huh? This is a funeral, no, you shouldn't smile so much. That is the hope that they do not have. And the Word of God says we grieve with hope because we know that there's going to be a resurrection. There's going to be a reunion in heaven. The death is only temporary when we have lost our loved one. So it's always right to please God and to honour God above everything else. Can I ask the worship team to come even as we prepare even right now? What is the Lord speaking to you right now? Is the Holy Spirit convicting you today? Is there any area of disobedience in God's Word that God has already spoken to you over and over again? Is there any area of rebellion that you choose to go against God's Word, to go against God's principle and His command? Is there any area of bondage that you are still struggling with. Perhaps it is because of disobedience, rebelling against God's Word. Perhaps today, God is speaking to you. Don't allow disobedience, rebellion to begin to shake your foundation because the enemy will not give room. The enemy will keep on coming against us. The world will keep on challenging us and the self, the flesh, will keep on asking us to compromise, to give in to our temptations. So today, even as we begin the new year, I'm going to ask us even right now to begin to just ponder, just pause for a while. Let's begin the year right with the right foundation. All of us are prone to temptations, to testing, to, to sin. The storms are going to come, but you and I can choose to say, Jesus is my rock. 
Jesus is my Lord and Master. I will choose to obey Him. Even if it's costly, even if it's painful, even if it's uneasy, even if it's discomforting, I will choose to trust in the Lord. Because I know that His reward, His blessing, His protection, His provision, His peace is something that the enemy cannot give, the world cannot give, and definitely our flesh cannot give. Only He, the Lord Himself, can build our house strong so that when we meet Jesus Christ, we want to hear those words, Welcome, my faithful servant. Enter into the presence of the Lord. Can we just stand and just begin to sing before we pray? Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been encouraged, make sure to follow us on Spotify. To get connected or find out more about the life of our church, visit us on our website at gladtidings.my or follow us on social media. Have a blessed week.